jump into motorized scooters. Yes, three-wheel scooters and how you can actually make money with them. That sounds crazy, and I know it does, and even me saying this, I kind of grimace sometimes because I'm worried about being misread. Welcome to the second episode of DME Coach. Don't go at it alone. DME Coach is here to get you to leading a winning and profitable store. I'm here, Eric Michelson, to help teach you some of the ninja secrets. I've been doing this 15 years now, learned way too much about DME for better or worse, but it has allowed us to really lead a profitable store here in 2019. Like I said last week, I stumbled into the medical supply field in 2004, literally learning how to do this by trial and error. 15 years, four new stores, three acquisitions of competitors. I lead a profitable rehab, respiratory, and DME company in Central Washington. I'm here to help you do the same. So what are we jumping into this week? Like I said last week, we are gonna jump into motorized scooters. Yes, three-wheel scooters and how you can actually make money with them. That sounds crazy, and I know it does, and even me saying this, I kind of grimace sometimes because I'm worried about being misread. But before we jump into it, I wanna get into the high and low every single week of what we are doing here, and why am I talking high and low? The reason why I'd like to talk about the high and low every week is this podcast is meant for those of you who are leading your own store. It is hard every single week. You go to work and there are hoops to jump over, vendors to deal with, customers to take care of, team members to help please, and then hopefully you really enjoy your work as well too. So hopefully by me sharing some of my highs and lows this week, it will either resonate with you and hopefully encourage you to keep, keep on keeping on. Don't give up. Here's my high for this week. Um, at the beginning of it, I record this at the beginning of November at the, we make sure we close our books every single month and it gives us a good opportunity as a store to see where our numbers are. And this last week, my billing team and CSRs just knocked it out of the park and we hit our all time low for DSO. If you don't know what DSO stands for, it stands for days sales outstanding for our insurance billables. The number is so low, I, I almost did a double check on but it was a real, pro, you know, real props to our customer service team working with our billing team, and we have some other things that we do here at Howard's that allow for it, but it is, uh, it just turned out really, really well. So what does that mean? Let's say someone picks up a CPAP mask at your store uh, today. Well, then what you have to do is you then have to uh, confirm that claim uh, you, and then it has to go off to the insurance company. Now, you can't bill it to the insurance company until you make sure you have all paperwork on file. Once you have that paperwork on file, you send it off to the insurance company. You cross your fingers that they're going to pay it. If they pay it, the money goes into your bank account and then you have to post it. The day that you post it, that is when that window ends. And that's basically day's sales outstanding. So the longer that is, the longer it takes for you to get money into the bank account. The shorter it is, the faster you get your money. And what's hard is in the, in the old days, sometimes um, you would have DSOs as in the hundreds if you have DSOs in the hundreds currently, you're in deep trouble. Uh, getting, you better get on top of it. Uh, your DSO should be well under 50 if you don't know. If you don't know what your DSO is, you're in deep trouble too. So 
give us a call. But anyway, we hit our all-time record for DSO insurance billing. Things that can uh, cause that to go haywire, audits, something goes into ALJ or something like that, uh, and then what should be paid very, very easily just goes off the rocker. And sometimes, unfortunately, you do get some claims that are out 120, 180 days. We hit our all-time low in terms of DSO for our store, all-time record for 15 years, which is a props to our billing team, our CSRs, our documentation team, just made me super, super happy. What's my low for the week? Um, my low is I'm running really low on energy. And I know that may not sound like, well, why are you talking about this, Eric? But a lot of us, we have hard weeks. We have really, really hard weeks. And how do you lead your store? How do you manage your store if you're running low on energy? Now, for me, there are some side things that play into it. Uh, I've been running into a small bout of uh, a back injury. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I just had my MRI yesterday, have some consult, but you know, when you run into some pain, it's significantly harder to lead. So that's been my low point this week. I had to cancel two meetings and it's hard when you cancel a meeting and you have a lot of people coming to uh, say, hey, well, we've done all of our KPIs. We're ready for this meeting. Are you going to hold us accountable? Or, hey, we're disappointed about this. But sometimes, sometimes injuries happen. Sometimes uh, deaths happen amongst family members of your staff. Sometimes kids get sick. Sometimes doctor's offices don't get you what you need. There are highs and lows every week. Be aware of them um, and do your best to roll with the punches. And that's what we've tried to do here. And I've tried to do here. So I hope to encourage you. That's my high and low for the week. Now let's get into scooters, motorized scooters, three wheel scooters. Now, when I say scooters, you have to be careful what you talk about with scooters. And this drives me nuts because I'll say, hey, I have a scooter. And some people literally think it's a turning leg caddy or a rollabout for you old schoolers out there. Uh, we are not talking rollabouts, E0118. We're not talking about turning leg caddies. You can also say scooters. And you know what some people think? They think power wheelchairs drives me nuts. No, we're talking three wheel scooters or four wheel scooters, your KO800. How in the world can you make money on a three wheel scooter? Now, I've always known how to make money on three-wheel scooters. And part of part of what is we run into in our industry is we run into a lot of baggage with scooters. It didn't help that the scooter store back in the day completely ruined it for everyone else. And I swear to that today, if you say, hey, we build scooters to Medicare, people think you're corrupt because of what the scooter store and what some other scooter and what some other companies did. That's also some of the reasons why our reimbursement's so bad. But can you still make money on scooters? The answer to that question is yes, but you're going to have to avoid a lot of pitfalls. And that's what I'd love to talk to you about today. Now, first, a little background. I was talking to my wife. My wife runs our rehab team here at Howard's. And I said, hey, my next, my next podcast is on how to make money on scooters. And she looks at me and laughs and she says, Eric, admit it. Admit what? Admit it, I was right. So you need to understand that there has been a about a good 18 to 24 month disagreement with my wife and I, do we even bill scooters to insurance? And this is an ongoing disagreement amongst medical suppliers out there. I'm not sure if it's out there a lot, but at the conferences that I've gone to, I've heard everyone all over the board talk about scooters. Do you build them? Do you not build them? Is it not assignment only? 
So in this episode, I'm going to tell you how we do it and how it actually works really, really well for our company. Now, before you can understand scooters, I think you need to also understand the retail principle of good, better, best. Now, let me get into good, better, best if you are not familiar with it. So first, if you've ever gone to Home Depot and bought yourself a paintbrush, Home Depot is wonderful. You'll frequently see they have three kinds of paintbrushes. There's the good paintbrush, gonna run you between three and five bucks. It works, it's nothing fancy. Then there's the better paintbrush, uh, about 10 bucks. It's a slightly nicer paintbrush, paints a little better than the $5 paintbrush, it is better. And then there's your best paintbrush. This is the paintbrush that is used by professionals out there. And what Home Depot does is they give you the option. Do you want the good paintbrush? Single use, maybe more. Um, you can use it more, but it's just, it doesn't paint very well. There's a better paintbrush and there's your best paintbrush. And I have found that using the good, better, best analogy at our retail stores has really, really helped our scooter business. I think a lot of us don't give our customers credit. We have some really, really smart customers. Now, we all know there's the entitlement customers out there that they want something for nothing. They've paid into Medicare for 60 years, and darn it, you're going to give them their scooter, even though it's going to cause you to lose $600 in the sale. We cannot do that. If you can do if you if, if you can do that, God bless you. Our store cannot do that. So let me start with how we do our scooters. Number 1, we have a amazing cash sale emphasis on our scooters. We go through um, lots and lots of scooter cash sales. And uh, I, I mentioned at our very first podcast, we sold cash 20 scooters in 10 days. Now, our, our metropolitan area is only about 100,000. Now, if you go outside of Yakima, we're about a quarter million people. But for us, it was awesome. Uh, it, it coincided with a really nice Facebook post that I boosted. And we got a lot of really, really good banter on this. And it was great. Within 10 days, we sold 20 used scooters. And what we did was we had previously bought all these scooters. We had used them at our local Central Washington State Fair. We rented them out. We made money there. And then once we got them back, I didn't want 20 scooters sitting in our inventory in our warehouse. So I clearanced them on Facebook and they were gone. Number one, that's how you make money on scooters cash. It's wonderful. Now, all the scooters that we sold cash, I will let you know, they were uncoated scooters, which is your K0899. Uh, we primarily deal with Pride Mobility scooters. They've treated us very, very well. We have a handful of other vendors out there. We've done a little bit of Drive, a little bit of uh, Golden. There are several scooter manufacturers out there, but primarily our cash scooter out there is your K0899. And the reason why is I don't want to get nailed with, hey, I bought the scooter, now I want you to submit this claim. Be careful, it can bite you in the rear end. What I'm saying here is everyone knows that. Everyone knows you can make money cash on scooters. So that's not rocket science. But how do you bill a scooter to your insurance company this is where I'm going with this. How do you bill a three-wheel scooter to insurance and make money? Really, assignment. I'm not talking non-assignment where you're selling an $1,800 scooter, you do the paperwork, they get the stuff in the mail. I am um, talking, actually, you give them a three-wheel scooter 
and you make money as a carefully. Do it very, very carefully, but it can be done. So how do we do it as a store? Number one, you need to have at least three scooters on your showroom at all times. What we have is this, I said, we're a pride dealer. The scooter we use is the GoGo ES2. Now, God bless the GoGo ES2. It is not the sexiest scooter in the world, but it's not a bad scooter. Now it is, Pride will tell you, this is their insurance scooter. It's very affordable, but it works quite fine. Is it as good as the other scooters? No, it's not, but it's more affordable. The GoGo ES2 is a wonderful insurance scooter. Now, someone will come into your store and say, hey, well, I want my scooter to do more. And this is where you get into the philosophical conversation. But all your insurance wants is can you get around your house? The scooter is usually, I say this as an ATP. The scooter is typically not your best rehab option. It's really not. If you're going to be sitting in it all day, you really should either be in a wheelchair or properly configured power wheelchair with rehab seating. That's what you should be in. There are very few people where I will look at them and fit them as an ATP and say, oh, gee, you should be in a three-wheel scooter. No, you really shouldn't. But there are a few. Uh, let me give you an example. Someone in a very large house with a diagnosis of MS. Someone with MS might have a fair amount of energy early in the day, later in the day, they're tired. They need that scooter to get around the house. They don't need rehab seating. They need to just hop on that scooter, get to and from the bathroom, to and from the kitchen, you name it. This three-wheel scooter works great. This is who else is great for a three-wheel scooter. Someone with a high degree of falls. They live in an assisted living home, but it's like 200 meters down to the dining hall. That three-wheel scooter is wonderful getting them to and from the dining hall. So that would be kind of the classification of who I'm looking at for the three-wheel scooter. Now, to be honest, we know 90% of the people who come into our stores that want the three-wheel scooters, that's not who we are talking to. Some of my horror stories on scooters, and I have lots of horror stories, where they literally see it. what they think is, can I get a scooter? I honestly believe this scooter is going to save my life because what it is, is it's a method of transportation because of their disability. They are now stuck inside their house. They think if I get a scooter, I can then go to and from the grocery store. And we recently had a very, very horrible experience with a scooter at our store. And the reason why it was horrible is we communicated this is for in-home use only. Our patient ended up with the scooter and did nothing but try to go to and from the local grocery store. They were trying to carry groceries with it. They were pushing the upper limits of the weight capacity and then it kept breaking and it was absolute disaster. This case finally finished with the, the person complaining to their insurance company. We got turned over to the BBB. We got turned over to the local television station here in Yakima and one or two other, I mean, this, customer took us left and right. Now, the good news for us, we had all of our documentation together. Everything was documented. So every time this patient threw something at us, it, it failed. Now, even though we didn't lose anything, what we did lose, which was very, very valuable, was time. Once you, get, once you lose time, you cannot get time back. So this is why be very, very careful when dealing with insurance assignment. But I do think it's very important to be able to offer an assignment scooter 
to your insurance population. They've paid into Medicare, they want it covered. You can say, hey, this is your option. Our store only does the GoGo ES2 assignment. That is it. We have one scooter, whether your insurance pays great in our rural area, it's currently over $1,000 in our rural stores. But some of our other stores, it could be as low as five or $600, depending on which TRICARE or where they're located. And on those, it's, it's not good. But I think it's valuable to still offer it. We do offer it. When you consider everything else in the package, I think it's a really good idea to offer one insurance scooter. Now, what happens if someone wants more? Remember that good, better, best illustration we started about at Home Depot? This is where it comes into play. It's the same deal with scooters. We have our first, our good scooter. It's the Pride GoGo ES2, KO800. Next, is your better scooter. So I'm just gonna use Pride as an example. The Pride scooter I would call the better scooter is the Pride GoGo Elite Traveler. It's a much nicer scooter, mainly because it has a slightly better battery and it collapses significantly better as well too. Same code, we offer this scooter in all four of our stores. It is non-assignment only though. That's the kicker. So you can have certain items in your store and you just have to write on it, non-assignment only. What that means is they either pay cash, well, they always pay cash for it is what they do, but you offer to bill it to their insurance if they have it non-assignment. For Medicare, uh, the nice thing is is uh, this, this go-go scooter, whether they want it as a three-wheel or four-wheel, you bill insurance, let's use Medicare as an example, and let's say you bill it out for $1,500. You can choose the price as long as it's not below manufacture, manufacture uh, minimum advertised price. You can you can choose whatever price you'd like to sell that scooter for. Then you bill Medicare and the patient gets reimbursed the difference. Now here's where you get into a little bit of problem regarding non-assignment. Some insurances do not allow non-assignment. For us, this would be our first choice plans. Do not allow for non-assignment. Our Medicaid plans in the state of Washington do not allow for non-assignment. And this drives me nuts because we could we could seriously save the government a lot of money and what they do is they basically say you're paying cash or you're getting the go-go ES2. And what you do is you take away patient choice. And this is just a tragedy. I'm against it. But at least if you have Medicare, you can do non-assignment. Now, understand, if you do submit a non-assignment claim, you still have to do all the hoops. So just some people I've talked to, like, well, I'm doing non-assignment. I don't have to have all the paperwork. Yes, you do, because if that gets audited, it's not like the insurance company only goes back to the patient. They'll still come back to you, and you'll have to refund some of that. So if you do non-assignment, you still have to have all of the required insurance paperwork that is required by the LCD. So that's also how you can make some pretty good money on scooters. You offer them non-assignment. Last is your higher end scooter. This is your best scooter out there. And what has happened frequently is people want their insurance to cover a scooter. And the reason why you have to have the GoGo ES2 is the nicer scooter looks nicer when you put it next to the GoGo ES2. The GoGo ES2 is not a bad scooter. It gets you from point A to point B. It does exactly what the HickPick code says. But you need to also put it next to the GoGo Elite Traveler and then you also need to put it next to your higher end scooters that should be on your floor as well too. 
we have two other scooters on our store. My two favorite is the GoGo LX with CTS suspension, as well as the Pursuit. They're both K0899 scooters. So the GoGo LX is a good, very almost identical to the GoGo Elite Traveler, but what it has is a much nicer suspension. They understand, hey, you're gonna take the scooter outside and it's gonna ride a whole lot better. That is the beauty of that scooter. Downside, you cannot have the patient choose one of these two scooters and bill insurance with them. They're non-coded. What it means if, if they're non-coded, you cannot bill them to Medicare. But we have, uh, we use those two scooters very, very frequently for our cash inventory. Now we live in Yakima, Washington, which is a rural area. Well, CMS wouldn't call us rural, but we're rural. You'd go out in the, in, Leave our store about three miles in any direction and you have fields and fields of dirt roads, you name it. We do a lot of Pride Pursuits and Pursuit XLs. Our customers love these scooters because it allows them to go down their dirt roads out into their fields and really maintain their mobility. They love these scooters, they're wonderful. Now really, that customer who originally got a insurance scooter should have been, for us that got all mad at us, really should have probably been in Pursuit. But had they been honest, they would have said, hey, I need this scooter to go to and from the grocery store. I don't have a driver's license. I need to be independent. What that tells me is you need a vehicle. You don't need a scooter. But some of these scooters, like the Pursuit, they truly are a vehicle. They're going to get you from point A to point B. Now, the advantage with the GoGo LX with suspension, it can, it can fold down really, really nicely. You can throw it on the back of a vehicle. Now, if you go with a Pursuit, you pretty much, unless you have a partner who is very, very strong and can lift it and take it apart, you're really gonna need some sort of hitch attachment for your vehicle or drive it into your vehicle. But that's how we do scooters here at Howard's. We have a good, we have a better, and we have a best, and it works remarkably well. Now, I'm not just gonna stop there talking about scooters because that's only partially part of the story. When you work as a medical supply, you need to understand that a lot of things lead into other areas. And what I'd like to get people good at is not only looking at other medical supplies, but when you go to 7-Eleven, when you go to Starbucks, when you go to other retail stores, look at how they configure things. And you need to understand a good retail store runs together and this is how we stay in business as a medical supply store. So let me give you an example. Someone might come into your medical supply store to get a three-wheel scooter. If you are trained in rehab, you might realize, hey, a manual wheelchair is gonna serve them much, much better in the house. So what I would do in that case is I'm gonna push a manual wheelchair instead of a scooter. That's truly what they need. But I have to have my scooter. That's fine. I'll give you a great cash price on one of those K0899 scooters you need to be in a wheelchair. Or what you will find out is they truly need rehab seating. And in that case, you then move them more towards the group two, the group three power wheelchair. I've had several patients come into our store and said, hey, I need a three wheel scooter. And then I find out they have ALS. We all know what unfortunately is gonna happen with the ALS patient. It's going to progress. Because you offer the three wheel scooter you might get that patient that is then going to get the 15 to 20 to $25,000 wheelchair 
but only if you carry the scooter. It's kind of like the gateway medical supply equipment. It gets them into the store, so then you can figure out, well, what truly do they need? Now, you can't go straight for that group three until you explain to them disease progression and where things are going. Every customer is different. You get to need to get to know them. You need to understand how do you fit wheelchairs? How do you fit scooters? What are they gonna do? You need to talk to them. On a side note, Another advantage of scooters is the rental side of things. And a lot of times you can spit data at people all that you want, but until they go and take home a scooter, they don't know what they truly need. No, I only need a scooter. I only need a scooter. We have a one week and one day rental for scooters. They can come into our store and rent it for a weekend. I've had several people do that. I swear, I needed a scooter. No, I don't need a scooter. I need a power wheelchair or I need a manual wheelchair and I only need this scooter for other purposes. That's the advantage of having a rental program as well too. So as you jump into the scooter business, be careful. You gotta make sure you have all your ducks in a row, but understand the value of motorized scooters, three wheel versus four wheel. How does it relate to power chairs? Do you have an ATP on staff? Now, I will say, if you haven't already, um, whoever you do buy scooters from, I guarantee you all good vendors, and the ones I'm thinking about are Pride Mobility, Golden, uh, Drive. There are several other ones out there. They will teach you the ins and outs of all their scooters and what their codes are. Lead really heavily on your reps. And typically, if you do enough volume, they'll even demo some items with you and leave you demo scooters at your store as well too. And those are wonderful because you can then give some of the demo, demo scooters to your patients. Uh, what we do is if we have a demo scooter, with your vendor's permission, of course, don't just randomly do this. They'll get really mad at you. Say, hey, um, can I give this to patient ABC for one day? Hey, I'll let you take it home. You try it. You let me know if it's going to work for you, and they'll say either yes or no. And typically, it's a little bit like a puppy. You take it home. You're going to want to keep it. But it really helps for buy-in. So that's it. That is how we have made money on motorized scooters. A lot of money in our store. And I think what has happened, especially with this last Facebook post that our company had, and we sold through 20 of them in 10 days. What's also happened is we've now hit a population where our population has been told no by so many people. They are desperate as well too. They want to get out and about. So if you're in one of those areas, if you don't have another supplier you're going head to head with that has done a good job with scooters, your population might be raring to pay good cash for a lot of these scooters. So definitely don't overlook the three-wheel scooter, the four-wheel scooter, the big, huge K0899 scooters as well too. Do not overlook that. Now, I will say there are a few other funding sources you need to be aware of. Uh, state Medicaid's, DVRs, the Department of Vocational Rehab. We also sell a fair amount of scooters to them as well too. That is out there as well too. That's a phone call. I'd love to get into that with you. Let us know and I'll tell you kind of how we handle that. But uh, that is an option as well too. There are lots and lots of ways to still make money on scooters. Don't just say, hey, the reimbursement stinks. We're going to take these off the showroom floor. Don't do it because people really want People are going to get them anyway. They might as well get it from you because then they're going to break down and they'll need you to fix them as well too. So stay in the scooter business. Why DME coach? Why do I do this? I want to see you win 
as a local medical supply store retailer. Whether you have one store, whether you have four stores, you can do this. Now, there are three services that we offer here at DME Coach. Number one is mastermind groups. And the cool thing is, as part of my mastermind group that I'm part of with some other retailers, next week, we're going to interview one of my friends that is in my mastermind group, and I'm going to share how he helped me save $100,000 this year alone. It's really, really cool. So sometimes I do things trying to help other people out, and I learn quite a few ideas myself. So we're going to talk to my friend Todd. And he is going to share, hey, this is how we saved $100,000 this year. So what we do is we do mastermind groups. It's a phone call once a month with other DME owners, managers, you name it. None of them are in your city. None can be competitors. And what we do is we share ideas. We share problems. And typically, if you put good people in a room together who want to see other people win, they're going to help you out. That's the purpose of mastermind groups. If you're interested in that, contact me. I'd love to set you up. Our next group starts first quarter 2020. Second, DME offers coaching. It's the name DME Coach. We'd love to help you. What we do is we do one-on-one coaches, typically over video. We do do phone. Video is much, much better. And what we do is we will walk you through how are you running your medical supply store? What's your DSO? What ideas do you need? Sometimes you just need to pick me up. Hey, you are going in the right direction. Things are going to break your way. That's our job here at DME Coach is to coach you on your store. We're here to help you and we want to see you win. That's the second service that we offer. Last is we do offer in-store consulting. Give us a call. We'll come out to your store. And sometimes boots on the ground is the best option out there. So until next week, when I whip you into home health care shape, this is DME Coach. I would like you to make sure you take really good care of your customers. Take even better care of your team members and enjoy the job that you are doing. Until next week, when we're going to get into how we saved $100,000 this year. Amazing. That's all I can say amazing. Have a very wonderful week. Between this week and next, if you do want to get a hold of us at DME Coach, go to dmecoach.com and reach out to us on our website. You can also see old versions of our podcast, links to our YouTube page, but dmecoach.com. We are here to help you win. Everything that is contained in this episode is my own opinion. If I accidentally made a mistake, if there is some hidden rule from CMS that I am not aware of, do not sue me. Always know the LCD. If you don't know the LCD, and if you're even unsure of the LCD, because sometimes it's flat out confusing, call the insurance company. And that way, if, if and when you are audited, which it will be, you have covered your rear end. So check us out on dmecoach.com and we will see you next week.